0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Listen to These Nerds, and tonight we will be playing Heroes of Pacific City. My name is Chris, and when I'm not playing the role of Carsonon, I'm going to be the GM for uh, this game. So, starting at the top of the chat channel and going downwards, for our players, we have Hello, my
1: name is Harry, and I'll be playing the role of Gene Andori, a.k.a. Sation. Hi,
2: I'm Joe, and I'm playing the role of Brandon Hart, aka Mr. Medium.
3: Hi, I'm John. I'm going to be playing Epimethea, also Cassandra, also Delphi, which is all one character.
4: Hi, I'm Sam. I'm going to be playing Cassila, also known as Cassila.
5: And I'm Jonathan, and I'm going to be playing Evelyn Kinglet, aka the Pelicanetic.
0: All right, so last we left off, our heroes, responded to a sudden crisis in Pacific City as unexpectedly uh, to everybody involved, a portal opened up in the skies above Pacific City, or two of them to be precise, and demons started descending in two different locations. So our heroes, uh, the members of Torch, went to deal with them at a shopping mall while Apparently, a brand new introduced superhero team called the Guild went to investigate and defend people at the other location, a park in the city. So after a very frantic fight involving a lot of specter, spirit, ghost things that were possessing people and turning into demons, uh, and some other creatures as well that emerged from the portals, our heroes knocked everybody unconscious and were able to exercise the people who had been corrupted, and now they're back to normal. But with that, everybody uh, realized that something big was going on, and so they felt as though they needed to talk to the folks at uh, the Magi Foundation, the lo- the headquarters uh, of the guild. Uh, yeah, they figured that it's uh, they need as much help as they can get, so they decided to confer with some folks who maybe had a bit of knowledge about the situation.
1: Yeah. Davies invited us personally, right? Like he contacted us directly. And
0: yeah, basically, uh, yeah, you guys went over deciding that maybe, uh, yeah, it'd be good to talk to somebody considering that the seaside sentries are not in Pacific city right now as they're dealing with a, a crisis on the border.
4: Uh, if, I'm, if I remember correctly station you, you you straight up could not carry me. I could
1: not. If I remember correctly we've got two of the big chorus members. is carrying one and I'm carrying the other. But there are at least there is at least one other person I know with reasonable amounts of strength and the ability to carry someone yeah, on the team. I don't know if Evelyn can him. fly and carry someone at the same time.
5: Probably not.
4: Um, I think- I think what we- what we decided is that I was going to take the bus, right? I have my bus pass? Like, I was really proud- I remember that.
1: I am going to say straight up that if you make an attempt to do the bus, I am going to say, Hey, do you want to come to this yeah. meeting? Or do you want to fuck around? Because right now is not the time to fuck around.
4: I don't know how to get there. Yeah. Jump
1: on Mr. Medium's back! Okay,
4: oh, wait, wait, I Mr. Medium, Mr. Medium just, like,
2: motions, does a, like, a flex and then motions to get on.
4: Oh, dude. Casila is like super like she's gonna like get like kind of like giddy and like <laughs> he's okay like like looking towards you Mr. Medium just being like like wide-eyed. Yep, he,
2: he, he changes to a different flexing pose.
4: And I'm gonna go up like and jump on your back and and you'll notice that like while I, I'm it's kind of subtle she's like you, you can tell that she's kind of like gripping the muscles a little bit she's like feeling you she's like popping a feel on the muscles.
2: Okay, well, Mr. Medium is gonna uh, try to maintain professionalism, uh, and then continue leaping and following. All
1: right. Um, While we're en route, uh, Station is going to um, like contact Carson on the little communicators, and basically go, "Hey, Carson, are you coming to this uh, meeting with Davis, or are you uh, still gonna? Are you gonna head back to the base to hang low?"
0: Um, yeah, he's actually uh, swinging along with you guys. This is a team problem. Although uh, I am in a bit of hot water with the cops right now. I'm not going to let that get in the way.
1: All right. Fair enough. Just wanted to see what your plan was. And uh, yeah, I guess without any other problems, we'll make our way. So sorry. Two things I kind of wanted to ask Chris just to get a feel for Davis since he only got introduced last session. Yeah. Um, Was Davis like a Howard Hughes-esque recluse before this happened? And like this is the first time he's been in the public eye for a very long time, or was he more of a, like, you know, oh, he's around, you just kind of, you know, like, you know, he's one of those things like Bill Gates, where, like, you hear the name and you go, oh, yeah, that guy.
0: A little bit of both, honestly. Like, uh, the work at the Magi Foundation is a little private, but at the same time, this is a guy who has made public appearances and stuff like that. Like, he's been focused on a private life, but he basically came out with this foundation a number of years ago, and ever since then, they've been doing research into the occult and like, um, offering up like university scholarships and, you know, the equivalent of that sort of stuff for people who want to study, uh, the paranormal phenomenons in the world.
1: All right. And then the second question is like you said, university scholarships, that sort of stuff has the Magi foundation like had any sort of like big projects that came out of it? Like other than the superhero team? Like just to kind of use an example of like oh like uh, a Bill and Gates Foundation sort of like we've delivered these nets to developing countries that sort of thing. I feel like the foundation was just announced, right? No,
2: the corporation existed, but the but the specific team oh, was okay. just announced. Okay, exactly.
0: It like what goes on behind its doors? It's kind of hush hush, honestly. Like, it's a fixture that's been like a topic of conversation here and there because it's a little mysterious and. Only the people on the inside know what's going on. And even then, like, it's been assumed that they've been bound by contracts or something similar to not talk about the stuff. But, yeah. Okay. All yeah. All right. Interesting. It's a bit unusual, but, uh, yeah, For it seems like for the first time ever, you guys will be heading inside to talk to the higher-ups there.
1: Yeah, after their, like, first major announcement in probably God knows how long.
0: Yeah. Uh, like, this is without a doubt one of the biggest things they've ever done, without question. All right.
1: Okay. So yeah, um, we will head to the Magi Foundation.
0: Okay. So, all of you, uh, head on over, and- with, uh, the demon bodies in tow, and, uh, heading towards the front entrance, uh, you can see that it is bustling with activity just inside the lobby, like- People are, um, running around in the background, basically, like, going up and down steps, talking to each other. They're on communicators, devices, like, you know, um, sort of like those Bluetooth earpieces and stuff like that. And you see a woman at the front desk who is just over and over again going, "Uh, Hello, Magi Foundation, please hold. (coughs) Hello, Magi Foundation, I'm going to need you to hold, please. (coughs) Like, over and over again. (laughs) Uh,
1: So I guess when we, like, stride in here with these, um... Big old bodies. uh, Like we just kind of walk in and kind of see. All right, where's
0: where, where do you want them? (laughs) Um, you guys walk in there, and as you're kind of looking around, wondering who to talk to or where to put these things, like a number of people all around are like turning and uh, like just staring at you guys. And uh, the woman at the front desk sees this and. Uh, she immediately, like, goes on a phone as you come into the desk. And so, uh, yes, hello, uh, Mr. Davis? Um, Yes, I believe uh, some individuals are here to see you. And she's just eyeing uh, the demons that you guys have. Like, it's She's going to, like,
1: look over at her and just, like, like do a little wave, basically.
0: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, she just distractedly waves back, uh, like, listening to somebody on the other end of the line talk. Uh-huh, uh, j- just one moment. Um, yes, Uh, hi- and she turns to see all of you. Hello, um, I apologize. May I ask you for your names, please?
1: Uh, Sation, Epimethea, Mr. Medium,
0: Kaseela. Is- Torch. Torch, yes, uh, I I thought so, yes. Uh, just one moment, please. Uh, yes, uh, they're from that superhero team Torch. Um, yes, uh, they... I believe you will absolutely want to speak with them. Uh, yes, uh, okay. Alright, yes, I understand, sir. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Bye. And she uh, hangs up. Yes, Torch. Um, if you uh, go to the elevator to your right, uh, it has been unlocked for you. You'll be able to go up to Conference Room Number Three on Floor Number Ten.
1: Cool. Uh, and Jean kind, uh, Kei. Jean has Kiai kind of like jostle the the body of the um the singer a little bit. Uh, you want a place to put these? Figure you guys might be able to handle this a bit better than. You know normal lockup
0: oh yes um actually mr davis requested that you bring those up to conference room three
1: well i hope it's a big enough elevator (laughs)
0: uh yeah you look over and as uh yeah it is a pretty big elevator like it's it's designed like a cargo elevator kind of yeah like it's clear that these elevators were designed to hold a lot of weight either for foot traffic or for Weirdly enough, it's oddly well-suited to the situation you find yourselves in right now. Oh, I can't phone hmm. the man for having
1: good planning. <laughs> Alright, so... Yeah, we'll uh, yeah, you go guys in and
0: hit the button. Okay, so a short elevator jaunt later, you find yourselves up on the 10th floor. Looking around, you do see a couple signs indicating the directions in which to go. The place is well-designed, like uh, shining tiled floors as well as uh, just... You know, um, floor-to-ceiling windows that look out over the entire cityscape of Pacific City, you can actually see a little bit of smoke off in the distance from the, uh, yeah, it seems to be like the direction of where the park is, you're guessing. But yeah, um, aside from that, there's no visual indication that everything went on just such a short time ago. Saw the
1: jazz playing over the speakers.
0: <laughs> yeah, um it is yeah, very calm. And um you do see that uh, down the hallway there's the door that you need to go to. And so heading on over, uh yeah, you are faced with the door to conference room three.
1: All right, well, uh Gene uh Sation is going to just reach for the door because he said that he was expecting us, so he's just gonna okay. walk right in. Okay, so yep. you Ian will good. follow in step.
0: Alright. Mm-hmm. Yep. You guys uh, proceed in, and inside, uh, you do see uh, Davis himself talking with um, a few individuals. Um, you do recognize of the team that was there, or of the team that you saw belonging to the guild, he's talking to two members. There is Beacon, a woman with long white hair, those The white robes covered in runic markings, her arms covered in runic tattoos, and some sort of like a strange, like a solid blindfold type thing that's completely obscuring your eyes. You don't know how she sees out of that, as well as um, the other fellow who looks kind of like the fighter from Mortal Kombat, Duelist. And so they're talking to each other. It They had been, anyway. As you open up the door and walk in, Davis turns to see you. And his eyes, which are sunken deep into his, uh, you know, the dark sockets of his face. You know, a guy who looks as though he's either very ill or hasn't gotten much sleep at all. Maybe both. Yeah, his eyes just light up as he sees all of you. Oh, uh, hello. Thank you um, for coming so quickly. Uh, I heard that you folks uh, wanted to speak with me, so... Uh, here we are. I wish it was under better circumstances, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, sorry. You said that we wanted to speak with you? I was under the impression that we were invited in.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I figured with everything going on in the city that, um, we would both be interested in talking to each other seeing as we handled, uh, two halves of the same problem. So, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, where do you want these guys, by the way? Um, yes, uh... And he actually gestures to the very long table that serves as, like, a meeting table and stuff. If you could just uh, set these down uh, right here, actually. Uh, we'll get some folks up to uh, take them into holding, so to speak, uh, containment. But I wanted to get a look for myself 1st the
1: boss. And, yeah, uh, station is just going to have Kiai, like, hoist it onto the meeting table.
0: Yeah, so he hurries over, like his eyes locked onto these strange things and he, like, his eyes are just flickering over uh, the, you know, sort of the parts of their skin where chitinous shell seems to emerge as well as the robes that they're wearing and he is just, uh, he actually takes one of them by the wrist and lifts its hand up to examine it and so, my goodness look at this joint structure, absolutely fascinating. Yes, we're looking at something from Beyond the third veil, at the very least. Incredible.
1: You seem to know exactly what these things are. Care
0: to enlighten us? And at this, uh, he uh, listen, like he turns his head a bit as if to hear you say this, and then just, actually, uh, <laughs> I wish I could say what's going on. And he sets the wrist back down, turns to face all of you. I'll be honest... Um, although we have some theories based on things we've observed in the past, in terms of hard details, we know as much as you folks. This is the first we've seen of any of these guys here.
1: Huh. Gene's gonna look over at, um, the, the beacon and the duelist and say, out of curiosity, how many did you guys run into?
0: Um, at this, uh, duelist just, uh, gives a sort of a lazy shrug. Figure we got, uh, hmm. yeah. There were uh, about three of these, uh, these ones here that you brought in—the weird uh, singing folks, a couple of those uh, little fluttery, uh, you know, goblin thingies, and uh, some of those weird uh, ghosty things that went into people and uh, made them possessed or whatever.
1: Yeah, we managed to. Say, yeah, we found the two of these ones, obviously say about uh, 10 of the goblin looking things and a pretty decent sized chunk of those
0: possessing spirits, whatever they are. Sorry. Did you say the third veil? Uh, Uh, yeah, that's it's, it's an interdimensional term. Uh, basically there are many other worlds out there aside from this one. And usually, uh, like, I take it you guys know about outer space, for example, to use a metaphor and like, the sheer distance between stars and planets and stuff like that. Well, basically, like, imagine a sort of a trans-dimensional version of that in terms of sheer distance. Even though these things exist and we know about them, the odds of us bumping into any of these is exceedingly rare to think of doing so within our lifetimes with... ...the technology and abilities we possess. Hmm.
1: Okay, so does that mean that this was deliberate?
0: Deliberate in that these things chose to come here?
5: Or or someone someone on this side chose to contact them.
0: And at this, uh, the beacon speaks up. That may very well be. It is impossible to know for certain until we can obtain some answers...
1: Uh, oh, yeah, don't know if you guys ran into this, but uh, they seem to be some sort of collective. They refer to themselves as the chorus. All, all of them, basically. And,
0: yeah, Dula says, yeah, they were spouting something like that over on our end as well. Uh, uh, we got uh, th- uh, the same ones that you guys fought down in containment along with... Uh, yeah, we got the people who uh, got the demon things uh put into them and uh we're yeah and at this uh Davis we have a team of medical experts and uh specialists in the field of dimensional alteration examining them to try and find a cure for their situation. So
1: you uh, guys
0: don't have like an exorcist on hand for this? Well we do have a few and they are examining them at the moment but we don't want to make any hasty decisions regarding trying to save them in fear of making things worse. Yeah,
3: uh, so Epimethea will speak up. If I may, we have had uh, very uh, uh, consistent uh, effect uh, with uh, young Cassila uh, here uh, being able to uh, fix them.
0: And at this, Davis looks at you, eyebrows going way, way up. Is that uh, and, and, right?
4: And also Casila, who is like up until now, like not really been paying that much attention. Like she she was like doing her cuticle she was um like uh cuticles are on the hand, right? Is that it? Yes, yeah. Yeah. She was like doing her cuticles and she like as she hears her name, she like it like she like, huh? huh? and like the like little um nail um thing like goes in the end. Oh, oh, oh yes, I can do this. Is that Right, could you
0: show us? Would you like to be possessed first?
4: And then no, we no.
0: We would go down to our medical bay, but if you have a method of ensuring that people are kept well, that people are cured, uh, I uh, believe time may be of the essence here. I Please. I would do anything to help. All right, then. And so with this, uh, he quickly begins uh, striding out of the room. As he does so, a number of men in, like... um, It's kind of like... Secret Service? uh, Not Secret Service. More like... um, I'm trying to think of the words. Private security? Not private security either. More like almost a janitorial crew or, like, specializing in, like, the cleanup of crime scenes or something like that. It looks like that... As they come in in these uh, just uh, crisp, uh, off-white uniforms. And they, imme- like, they come in with a pair of gurneys and they load the two uh, prone demons onto the gurneys and begin strapping them down. While also putting uh, these strange sort of runic devices on their chest that immediately beep, 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 beep. Uh, It looks like these are the guys who are about to, you know, transport them to containment. But, yeah, Davis seems to pay them no attention as he leaves the room and strides towards the elevator with quick steps uh, and Duelist and the Beacon are at his heels.
2: So, wait, now we're in his office by ourselves?
0: Uh, you guys are in the conference room, I- yes, but the... Cl- oh. Yeah, okay. it's not his office. It's It looks like a meeting room with a long table and chairs and stuff like that.
2: Okay. So, But we're by ourselves.
0: Yeah. But as you guys uh, look around for a moment, and Davis, oh come on then! You said you could cure them.
4: I'm gonna lean over to to Mr. Medium, who I assume I I put myself very closely down, and uh, whisper in his ear and says, "Is he talking to you?" I think he's talking I, to I us. I think he's talking to you. <laughs> oh, yes, I now remember. Uh, I'll,
0: f- I'll, f- I'll follow. Yeah,
3: yeah. well, yeah, I, I'll I'll uh. I'll also get up.
4: I'll, 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 I'll run ahead. I'll, like, run out of the room.
0: Alright, so, uh, you uh, hurry into the elevator. Uh, who else is going with you? Uh, I'll come down, because
1: I can also, um, cure them in the event that Casila isn't able to get all the way through, as we've, uh, discovered recently.
4: Hey, 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 listen. Uh, that man could have had a, a drastic change of heart. <laughs> like, um, uh, and, and that can happen in the near-death experience, okay? <laughs> you can't blame me for that.
1: I'm not and talking we... about the guy you excised the, his fashion choices from. I'm talking about <laughs> the ones that only got partially dispossessed.
4: Yeah, well, you know, um, maybe they had horns before.
1: <laughs> you can't prove they didn't have horns before. You don't have any photos of
3: them. Are you yeah, <laughs> it's not, are not you like there's a sort of, of uh... web that's worldwide. <laughs> so on
0: a more practical
3: note, is the elevator epimetheus size?
0: Um, yes. That's how you got up here in the first place. Yeah, it was like uh, cargo.
3: Okay. It was like a cargo elevator yeah. or whatever, right? Okay, just wanted to double-check.
0: Yep. Totally You're fair. going in
3: some
4: Ikea elevators, boys.
0: <laughs> okay, so that would mean that Casilla and um... Sachin I guess a better
1: question is, who is not heading down to the medical bay?
0: Yeah, because otherwise, you guys, um, the, the crew is quick to clean up But yeah, there are a couple of guys that are, uh, yeah, that are remaining in the room, and they are, like, um, a bit of blood, like, some sort of demonic blood? Iker? You don't know what word to use for it. It has dripped onto the table, and a couple of guys are staying behind to, like, uh, clean it up and carefully examine it and stuff.
3: Demon Uh, blood, lemon pledge. (laughs) You gotta put some milk on that shit.
0: Oh, actually, yeah, there's a guy who just takes out a can of lemon pledge and begins, uh, like, cleaning it up.
2: Powerful substance.
0: and he yeah. and he just he, uh, he catches you guys staring at him, and he's like, "Lemon pledge, it's good stuff." D- does it work? Like, is that is that the one that works? Oh, you can see. The ma- idea that they're not, you
2: think bleach is a little bit weird to me, but
0: anybody who's looking at the tabletop, you can see your reflection in it.
2: Okay, sure. Uh, uh
4: the table is mahogany.
2: All right, well, we I'm, we're all gonna go. I think that's pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mahogany.
0: So, all of you uh, go to the elevator, and soon enough you are heading down. After another quick walk, you think you're maybe on the 7th floor or so? Um, yeah, you are, It. yeah, you basically, it feels like you're in sort of more, like it required a pass from Davis to go to this floor. And as you're walking through the hallways, like people are, who are running about at top speed, seeing that Davis is coming, like they stop in their paces, stand back and let him pass by. But all of you are heading towards a set of double doors. And after Davis um, nods to some... Is actually a security guard. Um, The security guard uh, puts a pass up to the door. And you hear a beep. And the door immediately opens up. And Davis strides through. Uh, And all of you can see that there are a number of people here. Maybe about... 10 or so that have been strapped down to medical beds and they have like teens of doctors and um scientists maybe even like you see a couple of it figures who seem to be like almost old school shamans of a sense like they're dressed in the sort of things you imagine scientists would wear but they also have like prayer beads around their necks and uh crucifixes and other talismans in hand And the people strapped to the hospital beds are identical to the possessed people that you saw back at the mall. They have purple skin uh, that has broken in some places to allow sort of chitinous, almost onyx-like protrusions to come through. Horns that have grown out from their forehead, razor sharp teeth, and bright red eyes. And they are just fighting these restraints like rabid wolves as they are just gnashing their teeth, snarling and biting at anything within reach.
4: What are they wearing?
0: Um the people who are possessed they're wearing uh civilian clothes. They're not wearing uh, like good. hospital
4: gowns
2: or anything.
0: Um yeah, actually as you watch you can see that um one of the people nearby who is wearing uh civilian clothes a surgeon comes over and with a pair of surgical scissors begins uh cutting his shirt off because they are not going to risk untying the guy to lift the shirt up over his head. Hmm. Um, okay.
4: Casila will go off to uh to to one of the um the one with the ugliest clothing and like sort of like l- like look look closer at the clothing itself and say like truly we have gotten here too late for them.
1: Now now, come on. Let's at least try before we start going into old doomsday.
0: Okay, so um I'm gonna say that the person you're looking at, uh like he's got uh Cargo pants and uh, sort of like this really tight anime shirt that seems to be for a very specific anime where the little girl on the front it could be either 12 years old or 200 based on the setting.
5: Best destroy that one. wow
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this the
2: one, human, this one I will allow. See, see, this in this situation is where you save the demon and get rid of the human. <laughs> mm. So I don't feel like the demon deserves to be in this body.
3: So. Oh, 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 Thank you so much. Oh, it was horrible in there.
1: Finally, I am free.
4: Yeah. Oh, it right. was the last time this guy took a shower. I'm <laughs> going back to the brimstone in hell.
0: <laughs> All right, you guys have uh, sulfur so cr- baths here.
1: <laughs> so, Chris, do we need to roll overcome checks to try and exercise these things, or can we take like? The equivalent of taking ten, since we're not under any time pressure or anything like that. The, yeah, you know, it does what? I
2: guess the question is, does the cut it is the cut a matter of like, does it always work if you do it correctly? I guess is the question versus like, is it a struggle every
0: time? It is a struggle every time. So right, then, right. yeah, you definitely can yeah. Okay, oh. so uh, <laughs>
1: before Casilla starts doing the cut, Um, Zayshin is just going to um prepare himself. So that if the thing happens where, like, Casilla gets most of it but not all of it, um, you know, Gene is going to help the process along, and that is going to come in the form of
0: a boost. Okay, so um, as, yeah, as Casilla, you are slowly drawing your sword of preparation, uh, Davis uh, just says to everybody in come on, let, let's give her some room. And so this, all these guys who are trying to examine this thrashing demon just look at him, then wordlessly uh, step back to give you some space.
1: All right, Casilla, uh, uh, you have a plus two um, for this role. And
0: roll. And how do you give her this boost?
1: Um, so having kind of understood, um, so basically, it's not really a boost in the sense of like I'm physically boosting her. It's more in the sense of like, okay, Casilla, like do what you did before. And in the event that you don't manage to get all of it out, I'm here to kind of like you know coax the last, as it were.
4: Casilla will like turn to you and give you like a like a wink. And the really big thumbs up that kind of looks a little suspicious. And she's like, I know what I'm doing. And then she's going to start spinning the, um, uh, the sword around on the chain and like doing all this like crazy, like, um, Kung Fu, like nunchuck shit with it. And then she's going to like, like, uh, go straight up to the, is it the, the anime t-shirt guy and be like, uh, you first, and then uh, I'm going to swing. So this is I take my uh, three dice that would work for this and roll them, right? That's yes.
1: Uh, do you have the on Does like one of your principles Yeah. Um,
4: what would my principle be again? uh, uh they should be on your oh, sheet. My principle of Chi would work because um, yeah, that uh, that makes sense. It's a Chi. It does thing that
0: I'm. Oh, so, yeah. So this time because you're using your principle. I believe you use your max die, is that correct? Yes. And everyone gains
1: a hero point. Speaking of, we forgot to do hero point stuff.
0: Oh my gosh, that's right. Okay, so I believe last game we earned, uh, was it two hero points? We earned
1: three, according to my sheet.
0: Can anyone? My sheet has four. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, four hero points then. So you guys can determine how to split this up. You can either take a two and a two, uh, three and a one, or four ones. Uh, or I'll some other the...
3: combination that adds up to four. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'll take a, a three and a one.
3: I'm going to take two twos.
1: Same. Uh, I'll take a three and a one.
3: Okay, so what
4: Sorry, what am I doing here, then? So, so
1: Sam, on the, the first uh, page of your character sheet, there's a thing yeah. in the bottom left corner that says Hero Points. Yes. So, since you have four, you can use those to make um, any number of bonuses, that out to four. So, plus two, plus two, plus one, plus three, one, plus four, et cetera. Okay. And basically, at any point uh, in this session, you can say, I'm going to use this bonus and apply it to your roll.
4: Oh, okay, so, so I can, like, if I do wanted to, like, put them all into a plus four, then I could, like, guarantee Yeah, you have, yeah. You
1: have them before you roll,
2: though.
0: You would, get yes. a, you would get a massive boost, but only to one roll. One roll. Okay, I'm gonna do that,
4: then. I'm gonna put okay. it to that one roll.
0: Alright, All right. and so you know, in regards to this, uh, yeah, this bonus only lasts for this session, so players are encouraged to spend it, but okay. every time, like, because you're using your principal, you are automatically getting a hero point for everybody for next session.
1: Yes, so hence the idea is, anytime you can use a principal, you want to use it, because then you get more goodies next session. All
0: right, yes. Fair enough.
1: That being said, principles also have,
2: I wouldn't say necessarily worse effects, but they have, like, very specific effects and the GM yes. will be often have stuff, stuff ready for them.
0: Yeah, minor major twists, stuff like
1: that. Yeah.
4: Okay. Um, so I rolled an 8, which is my high die,
0: and with a plus 2, that makes a 10. in Yes. So I believe that is an overwhelming success, is that correct? Uh, mm-hmm. not overwhelming, but yeah, success with no uh, consequences. Okay. Um, alright, so you focus, Casilla, and... As you are trying to figure out where to cut, you are realizing that this seems even more difficult than the ones back at the mall. Like, you remember the first fellow you were able to perform this on? That was... that worked. The second one you did, like, a couple minutes later, that was more difficult than the first. And this one, like, it is a matter of really focusing. Like, it is almost impossible to discern where this guy ends and the demon begins but you okay. see it, an opening as thin as a hair, and you slash. And as the sound of steel rings out, suddenly the guy jerks, shudders, then um, the specter is expelled from his chest. And immediately as this happened, all of the specialists grab um, a the containment! And so uh, one of them immediately grabs something, which may or may not be a capture device from the Ghostbusters movie and the specter is immediately sucked into it. Uh,
2: at this point, um, Mr. Mean's going to lean over to Epimethea, and in his loudest whisper,
0: you know,
5: for a guy that says he doesn't know
0: much, he seems to know! a Uh Are you saying this loud enough that... Uh, He's definitely whispering to Epimethea. All right, but is this a whisper, or is this a... This mis- is definitely... This is this is
2: definitely still a whisper, but oh, like yeah. it's like in Mr. Medium's voice, which I personally I can't physically whisper that, but <laughs> Mr. Medium's a professional at doing it, so I'm sure he yeah. can.
0: Yeah. Um. Got it. Okay. It's like okay,
2: so if you actually go listen to those uh, Randy Savage things, he can actually get really quiet sometimes. Okay. okay. <laughs> so.
4: Oh yeah. Like the, the cream <laughs> so of the just crop. Just go
2: one. go go listen to Randy Savage promo and. The parts where it gets real quiet.
4: (laughs) Where does he pull the creams creamers from? You don't know. You'll never
1: you'll never know. That's the macho man secret.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like like Bowser with a secret. Mr. Medium should be allowed to just pull little creamers out whenever he (laughs) needs them.
1: I, I always figured that his promo, like, his kind of promo ability allows him to pull out any relevant props that he needs, but they, like, disappear once the promo yeah, is they're, over. Yeah, they're
2: spectral. He, he no. creates spectral props that align with whatever he needs to do in the yeah. current moment,
0: right? Like, yeah. make a ring or make a chair. Yeah, it's like wrestler's prestidigitation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, you whisper this over to her, but, yeah, the fellow who was thrashing on the table just slowly, like... Uh, his frantic struggles begin slowing and his jerks, uh, you know, sort of devolve down into twitches as a normal skin pallor returns as the purple fades and the chitin on his arm sort of, like, turns brittle and begins flaking away. And as this is happening, like, everybody, all of the scientists are, like, examining this closely, like, reading off the monitors, shouting out things about... You know his heart rate, uh, you know brainwave levels, stuff like that, and Davis is just watching with rapt attention. And then, uh, yeah, as the a fellow on the table slow his breathing slowly returns to normal. He turns to look at you, Casilla. Now that is a very interesting talent indeed.
4: Casilla uh, will will turn around. Uh, do a Sailor Moon pose with like the uh, the the peace sign sideways before her eyes, holding her her um her fist with the sword in in it up to the sky, and and say, uh, "I am kasila student of Grandmaster Yeshi.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. Well, I can't say that we have encountered someone with your abilities before, but. With a talent like that, it is possible for you to exorcise anybody?
4: Yes, but I must warn you, I will get a hero point every time I do it. Kaseela ah. <laughs> <laughs> turns directly to the camera. Yeah,
0: and Davis is just looking at you uh, as if, like, you know, um, it's clear that you're a bit of an odd person, and so whatever you just said... Do- he does not understand it but he you know he's Casila pulls out a sticker book that has little points in it <laughs> mm. <laughs> that that she's made herself mm. um, well he Cassi- just Casila poli- will
4: like mm-hmm,
0: go ahead he just uh, like politely nods at you as if you know pretending to understand exactly what you meant
4: uh Casila will sort of like 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 look around and see like if anybody's gonna be like cheering or like like high-fiving her or anything and like as nobody does it and yeah. everyone sort of just looks at her she's just gonna like slowly take like her, her like sailor moon like pose and like put it down and like walk off to the side and and, and you just but like anyone that's within like five feet of her will some will, will like see and hear her like do like a little fist bump to herself
0: and say yes i knew i could do it okay so at this that is very helpful if you have the time we would appreciate it if you were able to help out the rest of these patients here and then she'll like be like oh yes oh everyone else okay yes I can do this So I will say that because of your role, I will apply that to everybody else here. With that same level of concentration, you are able to, one at a time, go from person to person. And after about uh, seven or eight minutes, um, everybody here, like all the patients are Mm -hmm. unconscious, but unmistakably human.
1: Yeah, I I will say that, um, so like uh, Seishin, having seen that like... Kasila had to concentrate is going to ask her like, yo, what's up? And I'm assuming Kasila will tell him about like, oh, the margin of error between possess E and possessor is razor thin. And yeah. so Gene is just going to help by basically doing the same thing that he did to uh, in the mall to kind of make that margin a little wider so it's a bit easier for her to hit.
0: So you summon your spirit? Yeah. Okay. I will say that as you do this, the first time you summon your spirit... Davis and the Beacon and Duelist, they all visibly react. And Davis, oh, well, your team seems like it's just full of surprises. Incredible.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, we, uh, we get that a lot.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. And so, yeah, and do you have the same abilities as she does? Not exactly. Basically, ha- I can, but I
1: can sort of help the process along.
0: I see. Interesting. Interesting. He is my coach. Hmm. And- yeah! And so, you guys continue your work, and soon enough, uh, all of these pe- yeah, like, uh, with the, the efforts coming from the two of you, everybody here, uh, yeah. Unconscious, drenched in sweat, looks as though they're going to need significant therapy after this, but, yeah, uh, they are no longer in the danger that they were.
4: Oh, yeah, and Kasila will, like, after sort of talking to Sation about it, and, and, like referring, like, telling him that it was, like, hard, and having him, like, help her with it... She'll sort of like go up to uh, the the doctor or the, the the head guy that brought brought her down, and say like, um, "When when I originally cut those at the mall, it was uh, uh, simpler, um, like like a uh, um, like removing something that had not set yet, like a uh, uh, concrete uh, that that had not yet hardened. But now, after time, it, it looks like." It is harder, it is more, uh, how do I say this, um, difficult to separate perfectly. Some, some things, it, it it is very small. Like I, I unfortunately could not remove his terrible taste. And he'll she'll like point to the guy with the anime shirt and be like, <laughs> I fear that I could not get everything for him.
1: Because he was like up against a wall, like a surgeon after a failed
0: surgery. Like, damn, we can't save them all.
5: Yeah. It never gets any easier.
0: But, uh, yeah. Um, at this, Davis uh, listening. So it becomes more difficult over time, like an infection setting in. Interesting.
1: Uh, at this, assuming we're finished with, like, the last one, um, uh, Sation will go up to Casilla and be like, ah, oh, nice work, Casilla!" and, like, you know, make the motion for a high five.
4: Kaseela will, like, jump in the air and do, like, the fucking, like, like, like a, like, jump, like, two to three feet in the air and do, like, a sip like, air five.
2: <laughs> like, legs, legs up? Sort of, Yeah,
4: like... oh, yeah, like the end like... of a 90s movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> All right. Credits will start rolling, and, like, I'll just, like, be it air. Yeah. Everyone's like, what the fuck?
1: How did she do that? <laughs>
0: so, Kaseela's
4: true power is, is fourth wall breaks.
0: So then, um, at this, Davis, well, that is good to know. It seems as though for the time being, perhaps more of a discussion is in order. And so, uh, like, he begins uh, walking over to a less occupied side of the room, uh, and gestures for you guys to follow. And mm-hmm. Once, uh, yeah, you have. You're a little further away from, uh, you know, the chaos going on behind you with, you know, all of these patients being furiously examined. At the moment, um, we have tried to contact the seaside sentries, but from what I've heard, uh, they haven't been specific. But from the sounds of things, I don't know if they'll be able to return to Pacific City anytime soon. With what's going on at the border, uh, it sounds like they're stretched a little thin.
1: All right. Well, okay. So you've never encountered these. So you're saying you've never encountered these things before, but those portals, you think maybe there's some way we can, I don't know, detect them or prevent them from opening?
0: It's possible. Uh, we. Ha- there's also a chance that whenever these portals opened up, you fought a number of them at the mall we fought a number of them at the park but there may have been some who got through and we just haven't seen them yet or we don't know about them we have no way of knowing anything right now but i have a feeling that this isn't the last we've seen of these things so until whatever happened today happens again it may be in our best interest to keep our ears to the ground and try to learn some things about what's going on, because at the moment, we're all that Pacific City has.
1: Well, you got that right. So, I suppose we just sort of let each other know if uh, we run into one of these things or if mm-hmm. bad stuff starts happening?
0: Exactly. We have sorry, a Sorry, of... I was
2: off mic for a second. Um, where are we physically right now?
0: Uh, You guys like are- our... You guys are still in the uh, containment room, which looks very similar to like a hospital, sort of like emergency okay. ward where a lot of like critical patients are kept. But you guys are off to one side of the room where not too many people are gathered.
2: So, and we don't have any specific other things to be doing here, right? Not really. Uh, okay. So, Mr. Medium's going to like interject. I don't know about you, but I'm getting pretty tired of smelling rubbing alcohol. If I were
0: you, I think
2: it'd be a good idea to head down. Maybe grab a pint!
0: Well, yes. If you would like... I'd uh, like my debrief with a side of nachos! Um... Well, tell you what. How about we set up a side room? We do have a few individuals on staff to... Yes, we do have some private kitchens. Uh, Just a moment. And so with that- he... Look, what I think he's getting
1: at is we don't really is there we don't really have much else to do other than wait around and see if we can dig something up about this. And you guys seem busy enough. So mm. how about this? You know how to contact us. Mm. How do we get in contact with you? And if anything yeah. happens, we can figure we can coordinate stuff.
0: He thinks about this for a moment, then reaches into his pocket and takes out a card. This is Uh, the number for my personal cell. If you see or hear anything, or if something comes up that you think is worth my attention, contact me. Will do. And we do have...
1: Gene's gonna, like, stow the card on... I'm assuming his costume has pockets somewhere. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, you, you have pockets on your pants.
0: Now, we do have a number of facilities here that are designed to keep things like those whatever those were that you brought in we can keep them contained if you find any more of them this is an optimal place to bring them we will be able to study them maybe question them
1: got it so try not to conk them out next time we see them
0: it's up to you if you think that the situation can be resolved only through killing them then uh you're superheroes you make the call for that but if you are able to keep them alive we've got a number of cages here that can keep them in check
4: Ah, good, we can put the children
0: in the cages. <laughs> <laughs> I think she means imps.
1: The little oh. guys.
0: Yes, well, obviously if you also find more people that are possessed and you feel as though curing them may or may not be possible, we do have some, well, any gestures back at the, opera, like, the room that you guys are in, the operating room.
1: Alright. Well, um, Mr. Davis, it's been <laughs> nice talking with you. But uh, as my companion said, I think all of us are a little tired and a little hungry.
0: Yeah. And as you say this, like Carsonon has been weirdly quiet throughout this whole thing and he kind of like uh um, ex- ex- excuse me, uh Mr. Uh, Mr. Davis, sir. And Davis turns, "Yes.
5: I just wanted to say um
0: I uh and like Carsonon like ha- has brought his hands up to his chest and is like pressing his fingertips together i just want to say that um i have i've been a big fan of yours for the longest time from your time when you were so, oh is that right yeah i mean um i followed you back when you know you were doing your thing and it kind of inspired me to also become a superhero at a young age when i got the opportunity and also like um i have collected a few of your comics. I actually have... Uh,
2: Mr. Medium's gonna pick up Carcidon and put him over his shoulder. So like, and <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, I have my...
0: Can birth- this autograph next time! <laughs> and then we start walking. Okay, so, oh, uh, I have a in condition, issue, issue number six! Type 1, page 13, is valued at $1,500! And Davis <laughs> is giving him a very, uh, bemused and slightly flattered smile. So, uh... Tell you what, we can talk more next time, but I always appreciate a fan. Thank you. Uh, and so, yeah, with that, you guys are heading back to the elevator, and, um, it, yeah, so you set him down, and Carson just, he said, it's always nice to meet a
1: fan! All right, buddy. Keep, uh, keep it about
2: next now? time you just give him your address and a photo of your face?
0: Um, uh, <clears throat> look, it... It's not compromising to let another former superhero know that you're a fan. All right? Uh oh, I met Kavlam today. And so with that, the elevator heads down, and all of you guys uh, make your way out of the Foundation headquarters. So with Priscilla that, will,
4: what... Priscilla will turn to Mr. Medium and say, like, uh, What is Nachos?
0: <sighs> well, you your lucky day, kid.
2: And, uh, yeah, we're gonna go to the bar. Okay, so
0: let's do scene cut. Um, are you guys going to the bar with no name? Uh, not really. That's not, like, a knife bar. Yeah. I'm assuming we can find...
1: I'm assuming we can find something a bit, like, less full of criminals that doesn't have, like, a strict, um, no mask policy.
0: Yeah, and that also has a guarantee of plates.
1: Yeah. Uh, hey Epimetheo, why don't you go back to base and tell Delphi where we're at? Maybe we can end up uh, meeting her at the place. Sound at the wherever we decide to go. Sound good?
3: Uh, yes, I will go uh, fetch her. Okay, and yeah, uh, will fly off. All
4: right. will will challenge Mister Medium to a, a nacho eating contest after hearing uh, about what they are.
0: Okay, so the place that you go to is like. A nice sort of um public bar like it's not one of the ones that's like um it's like you know a franchise bar kind of like it's one of several that are located in the city so yeah basically you know it's got servers tables all that sort of stuff but yeah you guys have a booth
3: yep. so let's just see i don't trust that guy's fur wait i could actually throw him a really far distance <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I mean, granted, he was certainly pleasant enough, but I don't know. For a guy that
2: says we don't know anything, he certainly had every single thing you'd need to deal with those things.
1: Yeah, it's also really weird how, you know, all this stuff shows up the day he's introducing his privately funded superhero team, thus conveniently buying him a shit ton of nice PR and probably pushing very awkward questions under the rug. Still, Uh Uh he's... Mm-hmm. Alright.
4: Casila will be like shoving nachos into her mouth and say like uh Is that not what happens normally? I would I throw that a villain attack right away.
0: And uh and just holds his hand up. You can say it, don't spray it. <laughs> but and like um, a literal
4: like a like a as she swallows you can see like a lump, like a cartoon going down her throat. And she'll like say, like, when when I showed up, a villain attacked the same day. Wait, does that mean that she is connected to my past?
1: Probably mm-hmm. not. I don't think you ever met pre. I don't think Prima Frosta works outside of, you know, the West Coast or Pacific City in general. Or I mean, dimension.
5: coincidences are always possible more than anyone else. I should know that. But it does seem a little too convenient in some respects uh mr medium i i think your comment about them having the exact right equipment is is you know hitting the the nail right on the head something Mm. off about that okay so but again the big
1: question would be let's assume that he is somehow behind this why i mean you know the pr for a superhero team is one thing but then that just begs the question of why build the superhero team in the first place?
0: And also, like, it's one thing to orchestrate what happened um, with uh, Ascent and uh, you know the Triar Devils, for example. Like, it's one thing to set up a bunch of bombs. Isn't like another thing to organize a demonic invasion? Like, um, why is one thing? How is another?
1: I mean, if. We're talking about how the Magi Foundation is probably the best font of knowledge. I mean, I can't imagine there being a greater font of knowledge somewhere in the Pacific City area.
5: The why makes a lot of sense to me, at least. You know, let's say these portals only happen kind of on command, as it were, and you have one of the only superhero teams that's been shown to deal with this kind of problem very competently well that basically guarantees you a big pot of defense funding that you don't necessarily have to spend because you're not going to summon any more portals anytime soon you you're picking up what i'm putting down huh
1: i mean maybe i don't know exactly how the tax situation for uh, what i'm assuming is a nonprofit organization works like that wait could we apply for defense funding delphi can we apply for defense funding
3: Uh, That would require us to be
0: registered.
1: Ah, right. Crap.
0: Well, I guess now the question is, where do we go from here? Because we don't really have any leads to go on or any idea of if there's anything else out there in the city right now. We don't know how to find it.
5: Well, we could always go ahead.
1: Yeah. I mean, Nat can keep an eye on a lot of the city at once. Uh, or I should say Control can keep an eye on the city a lot of the city at once other than that I guess it's just a matter of well like you said keeping an eye out and showing up uh, as quickly as need be when one of these things rears its head assuming they're even here
5: yes we can also extend an olive branch as it were to the Magi Foundation and say like hey if this ever happens again you know we've got your back and that'll give us uh, kind of a carte blanche to poke our noses around it would be uh, I think a poor political decision on their part to refuse our help I figure that's the thing there's something clearly
1: fishy going on here but without any real hard evidence our best bet is to just try to make nice with them and see if that doesn't allow us a bit more you know a bit further of a peek behind the curtain also,
3: well, uh, one thing I, we can do is uh, so Delphi's gonna like uh, put her hand up to her ear and say uh, control and ah yes um I was just wondering, do you have any footage from the, uh, park?
0: Hmm. Uh, just a moment. Um, let's see here. Ah, this is what I found from nearby buildings at the time of the event. It's not much. There aren't very many buildings that had a direct footage feed of the park, but what I have uncovered may be analyzed for evidence, uh, some sort of indication that... Maybe there's something else out there. It may take some time to go through.
3: All right. Um, Also, uh, when you have time, if you could just uh, do a quick sweep to see if there was any other, um, anything else that we we might have missed. Like, uh, Mm. perhaps if this was, say, a distraction for something else, something smaller.
0: Smaller. Interesting. I will do what I can... Uh
3: this whole demonic invasion
1: was a smokescreen so that they could break into Brian the Beyond's sanctum and steal a bunch of shit. <laughs> Why does this keep happening? But, My defenses! Is...
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, out of character, uh I, I'm I'm hoping that that by sweeping the footage from the rest of the city, uh Nat may may find a certain blue wizard that we can consult on this.
4: <laughs> um... uh.
1: You see him fly, you see, there's something
4: there's flying in the this guy buying
2: groceries, and he, like, drops them as the demons attack, and yells,
1: MY PAPAYAS!
2: <laughs> so you, I see him, he's flying into
1: them. one of the portals, he keeps yelling about, oh, every time, every goddamn time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tonight was supposed of... to be poker Night with my bros!
2: A, bu- <laughs> a bunch of demons ran into this, like... Looks like Subway, and they didn't come out.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yes, I will say uh, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> uh, the latter. But, um, yeah, uh...
2: I, I, yeah, I don't... Th-
0: <laughs> um, I oh, well,
2: th- nobody goes that Subway, and there's nothing wrong with it, so we'll, we won't check it out. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, uh, like, you don't hear anything going on- else going on with the Subway, so, yeah. But, um... Come to think of it, uh, as you guys are thinking this over, um, Carson says, you know, if we're unsure of whether or not the Magi Foundation can be trusted, it may be worth doing some investigating of our own and talking to some contacts who may or may not know some people. Oh,
1: what? Who'd you, want to who you have
0: in mind? Well, and at this, like, Carson has a salt shaker in one hand and he's tapping it against the countertop, clearly annoyed as much as I hate to go for him, um, Vindictive is somebody who has knowledge of a few things that might be a little hard to come by. Maybe he knows somebody.
5: That guy, he, he's just a street criminal. I
1: mean... I mean, I mean he, he is, just... but he also, like, jumped off a building. Like, he's got some
5: moxie. That's and fair. he
3: did bring...
5: Casilla uh, to us.
0: I'm saying the guy has connections.
5: That's true, and he does owe us a favor for that. Thank you for reminding me. Mm. Um, sorry, out of character. What was the favor he owes again? Oh, <laughs> that we we took on Casilla so she would stop bothering him. <laughs> oh, yep. right, yeah. Um,
4: I, I I feel uh, like I'm a part of this conversation. My name gets brought up, and then I like look up, don't really understand, and just go straight back to eating nachos.
0: Mm. <laughs> We also, Casilla, these things are
4: delicious. Oh yeah, no, like I, I assume that like, like Casila has like, re- like you guys sat down, we ordered, Casilla ordered nachos, mm. it, they came, Casilla then finished before almost anybody else had even started, and then yeah. ordered another plate, and now she is on her third plate of nachos.
5: Yeah,
0: Casilla, uh, <clears throat> you do understand the concept of a group plate. <laughs> you can't
3: just eat all the
2: fully loaded nachos, <laughs> and, and, and
3: <laughs> she she will like she
4: she'll like look down, realize that you you you're telling her to like share her nachos, and, and like, she's like gonna like raise the sword up in the way uh, in in between you and the and and the nacho plate, and be like, I am the stu- student of Grandmaster Yeshi, and you shall not pass.
0: Okay, so there were some servers... (laughs) All right, all right, right. uh, Hold on, (laughs) hold on. There were some servers nearby who had been anxiously watching because you just downed a third plate of nachos and they were wondering whether they should call an ambulance. Now they're considering calling an ambulance for an entirely different reason.
1: (laughs) All right, Uh, Gene is going to be like, now, now, Kaseela. There are things to get into fights over. Plates of nachos and uh, somebody
3: asking you to share isn't one of them. Yeah, and then Delphi will just say, Carson, it's cool. I can cover it. Just right. order a plate for yourself if you.
0: <laughs> I'll order a plate. Get it to go box. I'll order a plate for the team because we're a team. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, but, but, I just, but exactly. Don't I
3: just like points to Mr. who I assume is like also eating an entire plate of nachos.
2: Oh, he finished his nachos a while ago. He's drinking now.
3: Yeah. How, how, yeah how is this because co-
4: casla's taking this contest very seriously I, I,
2: I'm in love with you mr medium doesn't know he's competing
4: yeah no no like I assume that like Casilla at some point like whispered under her breath she was like I will compete and I shall win the natural competition
1: every so often she like looks up from the plate at Mr medium sees he's only finished one plate like smiles and mr <laughs> medium's not sure why but he doesn't really want to ask she like yeah.
4: cocks a fish she's like yes Yeah, okay.
1: Um, But anyway, well, you you managed to say something about research. That was the thing I was going to ask you. Maybe you can, like, you seem to be a pretty big fan of the guy. Maybe you can dig around and, I don't know, see if you can find out any information about the Magi Foundation or
0: Davis in general. At this, uh, Carsonon stops tapping the salt shaker. I could. I mean... It was always assumed that he kind of, you know, went back to a civilian life after, you know, retiring from the superhero business, getting an education, starting the foundation. But, I mean, I could look into him. I don't know what I'll find, but that could be my contribution to this. Do some private investigating.
1: Never hurts to uh, take a look. And besides, he had to get a lot of money somewhere because you see that place? That was like a yes. mahogany desk. That shit's like several thousand dollars. Um, yeah, mahogany.
5: Yeah, he got his seed money from somewhere.
0: And uh, given the economy these days, hard work is rarely an option. Well, I mean, <laughs> Delphi
3: just like looks slightly off to the side.
0: Yeah, just uh, yeah. Um, she's too cool to whistle uh, conspicuously, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but um. Anyway, Delphi, I, yeah. can you pay for our meal with your solid gold coins?
3: No, fight has a credit card like a normal person. Oh, Only right, FMT yeah. uses solid
4: gold coins. <laughs> mm. Del- um. can you pay for a meal with your solid gold credit card?
0: <laughs> I mean, this credit card weighs five pounds. Okay, how are you paying today? Oh, okay. I'm just uh, hmm, uh it doesn't tap, doesn't swipe Oh no, either. it does.
3: It's got the it's got the thing.
0: Mm, okay.
3: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If. Uh, <laughs> If, for some reason, Cassandra wanted to have a solid gold credit card, she would make it 100% functional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm Okay. But okay. she doesn't because she's not a crazy person. Or at least <laughs> not in that specific way. Right. Look, if Cassandra
1: was bored enough, she would just be in the base being like, I'm going to make a credit card out of solid gold, and it is going to work.
3: Yeah, but <laughs> that's not a thing that she would actually do. But right. uh, one thing she would actually do is... Uh, text a whole bunch of
0: pictures of demons to her friend Kari and being like, you know what this is? <laughs> um, Yeah, you take your phone out and you text these photos over to Kari. You did send her that message earlier about Witchbane, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, so...
1: Was it Witchbane or was it um, the beacon? Because the beacon was the one that's clearly a wizard, right?
3: Yeah, the beacon was the mm-hmm. one that, that actually reminded...
5: Yes, uh, yes, yes, her yes,
3: of, uh, of Kari's, like, style of magic.
0: So, yeah, you take a look at your phone, and before sending over the photos, um, you sent the text over to Kari. Uh, you haven't gotten a response.
3: Mm, well, you know, like, uh, you know, like, Cassandra, like, doesn't, like, isn't super worried. Okay, I but, mean. like, at the same time, she, she does want to, you know. All right, um... uh, I, I, Kari is, is the magic expert she knows.
0: Yes. So, I will say this. Kari has been very prompt at, to responding to, to you in the past. Like, she doesn't know the social complexities of texting to be the sort of person who, you know, deliberately waits for a, a short time before sending a reply. Like, she's the person who responds within a minute of you texting.
3: Okay. Well, but at the same... So... Okay, so Cassandra is slightly worried, and will probably put a web crawler out for, like, a bunch of words that related to, you know, Kari mm. on, on the internet just to see if, like, something has happened. Is like, hmm. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. but, uh, like, uh, the thing is, she can't, like, actively panic right now in the moment uh, yep. about that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, she'll... she'll like, she will add that to her list of things to do, and, and then also add something to, like, you know, creating something to, to just do, uh, like, optimized searches for her. Okay. Because she doesn't want to keep asking Nat to do it. Um, mm. And, you know, that just adds to, like, another list of, like, shit she wants to invent later. Mm. And, look, there's a lot of lists going on uh, in Cassandra's brain right now.
0: Right. So, yeah, you try to think about a few things, but then, Carson... So, in terms of what to do next, is contacting um, Vindictive our best option at the moment? Because I think it might be one of our only options.
1: Well, I mean, it, probably wouldn't ha- it probably wouldn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, your research, me and Mr. <sighs> Medium can keep an eye out doing patrols, moving around. Casilla, uh, maybe you can keep an eye out in your area where you live, just to make sure if any of those things pop up again. If at any this of point, them you attack know they Dan's like.
4: house, I shall let you know.
1: Cool. Um, and yeah, well, sorry, Telekinetic, to keep putting you in this position, but you seem to be the best at dealing with Vindictive. Would yeah, you- I'll,
5: I'll drop him the line. Um, yeah, uh, if there's anything else I can do to help, y- you folks will just let me know, but I, to be honest, I, I've kind of got my own thing that i want to deal with uh, a friend of mine is, was visiting town the other week and has gone missing um it's probably nothing serious but i just want to make sure he's okay you know um so yeah. I, I might might be a little busy but you know if, if the demon stuff comes up obviously that takes top priority yeah now, sure. uh, just
0: yeah. a few it's... things uh pelicanetic now dr joseph thresher you've never met him personally before You've heard of him, but you don't know him. In addition, he didn't go missing in Pacific City. Uh, Basically, um, in his hometown uh, in South Africa, where he conducted his research, that's where he went missing.
5: Oh, okay. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah. All right. Yeah, she's still going to investigate. All right. All right. Well, um, there's
1: nothing else that we can really do, if y'all don't mind. Let's get out of here and I'll teach Kasila how to use the bus system.
4: And, and, so I think and, she had
1: some misconceptions about
4: that. Um, the uh, As you guys are leaving, Kasila will like say, like, we'll whisper to Sh- the station and be like, Is the time period for the competition over? I'm going to say yes. Kasila claims victory. Kasila, student of Grandmaster Yeshi. Has defeated Mr. Medium in a contest of skill.
1: One of the servers come over. uh, oh, ma'am, this is a Rux Beast. Yeah, <laughs> pretty
0: much. That's exactly what happens. Uh, this is a Danny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, I yeah. Left
4: my trophy up along with another set of these nachos. Miss,
0: miss, <laughs> miss, 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 miss. Yeah. We're going to have to ask you to keep your voice down while you're in this establishment, okay? I understand.
4: Please wrap my trophy with some nachos.
0: Ma- Ma'am, is that story? <laughs> just I whisper, I whisper
1: over to the thing, just get her another plate of
4: nachos.
0: Yeah, and the, the server did, and it's a yeah, box. Yeah, the server does this because the sooner they get you your nachos, the more likely you will be to leave. So, uh <laughs> yeah. tips extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, the server looks grateful. Um, right. But after that, you guys uh, head out once again, so yeah, some of you are going to be doing some individual bits of work here and there?
1: Yeah. Um. So I'm going to say, immediately after we leave, Jean is basically going to uh, like, you know, show Kaseela how to ride the bus lines, you know, get her one of those pamphlets that has like the little inlaid maps sort of teach her, like, alright, so these are the lines, these are the times, that sort of thing. Mm. And, um... Yeah, after that, then he's going to look at the time and realize it's probably, like, what time is it by the time, like, I managed to get, and then, you know, see Kaseela home.
0: Uh, yeah, I would say that after all of this, it is probably, like, late evening by this point, like, maybe about 8.30 or so.
1: Oh, dope. The grocery stores are still open. All right, I yeah. go pick up the milk my dad asked me to get.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> you remember. Okay, awesome. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com